Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from from August the 3rd, 1991. Once again, it's a new year, but the same old BTT coming at you this week. Before I throw it to Doc and ask how he's doing, special shout out to our largest page contributors, monthly disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Childress, Joe Ice, and good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support each and every month on Patreon. And if you're not a patron, become one at tinyurl.com slash BTT. I want to welcome Nicholas S. to the Patreon uh, feed. He signed up several weeks ago because we were recording this damn near a month in advance of it dropping. Doc, all that said, it's just me and you. We're moving schedules around for the holidays and stuff still. So how you doing, man? No Harper this week, but he should be back next week. And um, Five Star Relief will, will commence. <laughs> Happy, Merry, New Year, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, New Year, Seasons Greetings. That's right. I don't know All what to it. do, dude. I feel like we're the new breed. Because <laughs> we're recording in the future. <laughs> You're listening uh, to this on what? What is this? January 12th? Is that correct? Uh, yeah, it'll drop on YouTube on the 11th and all other places right. on the 12th. Well, just know that Christmas hasn't happened. Yeah. Where we're coming from. Yeah. We're still a few days out from Christmas. You think way back to when there was that big assed coal front that just fucked up the whole center of the country here in the United States. And it was mm-hmm. cold. That thing just blew through like 30, about an hour and a half ago, right? Two hours ago. Bro, it dropped from, it went from 45 to 20 inside of hour and a half. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> I'm staying in, bro. The the wind chill now is down to to five. I was out in it, you know, getting them broad That's logic dumb. gifts. I had um, to do I mean, broad logic gifts, bro. You know, okay. Got to fill a stocking, so, or you get in fucking trouble these days. You know what I'm saying? Man, that stocking is the is. Mm. Fucking. You stocking, think you're done? Bro. You think you're done? Fuck, we're stocking. Why, why do we have stockings if we're bro. adults? I tell her every year. I, I look. You can hang a stocking with my my initial on it. Uh, initial. I got no problem with that. That's neat. I'll be involved. Right, but I, I, why are we putting stuff in stockings? We're grown. Go like, grab an orange from the fruit basket in the in the fruits in the in the kitchen and put it in there. Bro, uh, Bubba, I'm damn near fifty years old. I don't need a goddamn stocking. No, you don't. You want you want to give me something that should go in a stocking? I got some ideas, baby. Let me tell you. 
Come on. I'm just saying, you know. They don't want to think that way, though. Inside that's of the sanctity dirty. of marriage, that's that dirty. stuff is, that stuff that's is you know, it's on the up and up, man. I mean, it ain't like we just on the streets, you know. That's dirty. Why don't you grow up? Why do you have to be dirty-minded? I mean, <laughs> my shit became a desert when we got married, so just <laughs> shut up. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say that. Maybe that's true for you, but, uh, uh, yeah, man. I'm it's talking like... to the listeners. Oh, I'm okay. doing this show for the listeners. I got you, guys. He's got gotcha. some broad that won't bend over for him. Jesus. What? That's what we really want for Christmas. <laughs> Give us some special action, pal. So let's let's talk about what we want stocking, our stocking, and it's all right. about stuff and well, certain stockings. And I need to say this. If you're a first time listener to this oh, show, God. I need you to push pause. And I need you to go download last week's show and listen to that first. I got to tell you, man, last week's show might have been a top five of all time. You don't know this, but I posted last night one of his rants on YouTube for patrons only and put the link on the Patreon side. The Coyote rant in his love of Latina women is on there. Now, by the time this airs, the other two to three rants he had in that same episode, he being Hard Body Hopper, will be separate links inside of Patreon. I'll release them eventually to the masses, but that is A plus five star relief Patreon content. He was on a next level. I, I mean, it was like he took ate his Wheaties and. Had a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and he was just, like, dude, he was, like, firing on all cylinders. It was as if he had a six-pack of Mickey's, bro. He may have. Or, or, yeah. or, or Rolling Rocks. He, Dude, he was on it. It's true. So, <clears throat> um, he had to rest after that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's why he's not here today. Yeah, he had to, he had to like go lay down after that. Uh, <laughs> you got to realize we're recording now this uh, less than two days after we recorded that one. New breed stuff. Don't think about it. But he's he's laying down, man. He's like I, I'm tired. So he'll be back. We hope n uh, next week, which we're actually not going to record for two weeks. I'm so confused right now. Um, but just know that we'll keep track of everything and the show will keep coming out. Cause that's what we do. How about that? Hello. Are you? Yeah, on I, mute? yeah I was on mute. Uh, Good real time. Why are you on mute? Is it cause you were trying to get your stocking filled in the background? Come on, bro. No, I don't work that quick. Not, not, you know, being married all these years. No, what I was saying was a uh, real time. It's going to be close to three weeks the next time we record this main show. So yeah. there will be plenty of time that would have passed by. Definitely. Um. So but that hey, said, hey, how, many no five... shows, how many shows do you know? How many podcasts? You listen to them for a while. You're like, man, it's all right, but I'm kind of tired of it because it's kind of the same thing. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can tell they're tired of doing it. And. We're deep into this run, and last week was a top five show. There's some big name podcasters that 
When you tune in, you can tell they're bored of the process. And the funny part is they don't do near as much work as we do or I do on the back end. No, no. Because it's a one-man show on the editing and uploading. They got people doing that stuff for them. But they're tired of the process anyway. They're tired of each other. You can tell. You can tell when you listen to the audio, the chemistry. They might still have chemistry, but you can tell the uh, lack of energy. They're not very energetic in their voices, are they? Mm-mm. Yeah. That doesn't happen with us. Just see last week when <laughs> compared Latina women to coyotes. Mm. Do you believe that rant? How bad it was? Like, it was phenomenal. I think I missed parts of it because I was laughing so hard. It, it and was... I forgot to hit mute. It, it's the question of when he's going, do you want to hit mute or do you want the people to hear that this is genuine laughter on our part? Bear with me here because an ad might play. But the beauty of technology allows me to do this right at this moment. So hold on. An ad might play. Let me see if I can get this ad. Uh, uh, out of the way. Okay. It's it's better than any promo on the show tonight. So here you go. Let's keep going because y'all going to comment on this. The Diamond Stud versus the Yellow Dog. I'm sure, Doc, your filthy triple X rated mind has thoughts on today's studette that's coming into the ring right now to rip the pants off of the Diamond Stud. That's an ugly girl who thinks she's hot because she has okay. blonde hair. Got really? there a dime a dozen, huh? Jesus Christ, I hate women like that. It's like, who fucking lied to you your whole life? Jesus. Hubbard, do you you prefer blonde or brunette? Uh, I guess blondes. You you like the... Well, you like the Latinas, though, so I figured you'd go... Oh, yeah, bro. That was a drug to me. You see, that's the thing. That was a drug. Yeah. I had to kick me... I tell you... Perfect example. My favorite cereal is Cinnamon Toast Crunch, right? <laughs> right? I don't okay. buy it. Because if I do, I'll eat the whole box in fucking two days. In one setting, yeah? Yeah, and that's what fucking Latinas were. Fucking Latinas are half crazy, bro. I mean, fucking. <laughs> that's like going to the fucking woods and getting a coyote and like, oh, I'm going to tame them and put them in a backyard and like a fucking spaniel in a. And the coyote's like, no, motherfucker. I am not a cocker spaniel. I will fucking rip your goddamn throat out, and I'll kill your fucking cat, and I'll bite your fucking kid. I don't eat alcohol. I eat rabbits, bitch. Get me out of this fucking backyard. That's how it is. They fucking Latinos. Just fucking let it be. Let it be. Go rescue a fucking nice dog that loves kids and is going to eat the alpo and, and be a good dog. I'd like I'd like to apologize to all our Latinas out there. Ask Armando, he knows. (laughs) Oh man. Uh the views and opinions of Hardbody Hopper uh, are not the views and opinion of BTT Corporate. And uh, we do want to apologize for Hardbody Hopper's lack of sensitivity towards uh, Latino women. Um, you oh, are beautiful, and we love you. Our cherished, that's how they are. our cherished Latino community. 
Yeah. Bro, he compared Latina women <laughs> to a coyote. Come on. Bro, you're not... Let me tell you something. Your analogies are second to none. <laughs> Prospero <laughs> on you. You finished it with Prospero on you. I wanted to speak to the current Latino population and convey my wishes for a happy new year in light of Harper's very in funny but insensitive rant. Um, I know we're not going to top that tonight because he's not here as far as I'm going to try. Yeah, we'll try. But we have no uh, on that note. Again, there's a few more that were dropped early as well for patrons. So if you're not a patron, become one tiny slash Patreon BTT. Harper was on next level last week yeah. on the show. It was ridiculous. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Not only do you get that, but he's been on the last couple clashes, uh, the last uh, pay-per-view. He's been on a roll, man. He's um, He is, man, he is, he's getting them numbers up, let me tell you. Right, he's getting his reps in, too. Um, I got to shift gears a little bit here with some pre-show shenanigans. Okay. Um, things may have changed in the interim from when we record this to when it comes out. But recent days here in December, there's been rumblings that Mr. McMahon is saying he wants to come back to the WWE. So I have a question for you. I'm glad you're asking about this. Because this, this, yeah, this is, this will still be timely. Even if it's not, uh, I'll be able to put it on YouTube. Does Mr. McMahon return to the WWE in 2023, in Mike Menace's opinion? You know, when we first started talking about this, and I was like, I don't know, bro, he might be done. And then he ended up being done, and he was forced out. But it's my understanding he is by far the majority shareholder in terms of the stock goes or something like that. And he's got 80% of the vote or 85 or maybe it was 70. I don't know. Long story short, I think he is unfortunately powerful enough based on his status to do so if he so chooses. And that so I, I let me I don't I don't want to say yes or no, but I think the odds are favorable and it's probably a 50-50 deal that he does return, which then really makes things interesting for what's been going on in that company the last few months. As I say that, I don't watch the television weekly and I just makes me wonder what happens to old Paul Levesque and even Stephanie. And even some of the people who who we don't know, those folks uh, that gave him the advice and told him, you need to step aside. This isn't going to blow over. Move on. Go live your life. You know, those people, uh, it sounds like Vince is not too happy with them, Doc. So I think there's a 50-50 chance he returns. And I also would wonder what the hell happens to those folks who tried to push the old man off the curb. Not that, again, and let me be clear, <laughs> he's a filthy old man, um, and he needed to move aside for multiple reasons. 
But I just wonder what happens to the folks who did try to push him and gave him all this advice that he's now mad he took. Thus, there's nothing worse than an old white man who has money and wants vengeance. Can I add my opinion now that you're done with your little filibuster? Sure, because I really want to know what you think. Well, let me ask this one question. What do you think about the last statement I made? An old rich white man who wants vengeance. Um, maybe. Okay. The other thing yeah. you gotta, you gotta, can he, he, he's a, he's a, don't get caught up on what I'm about to say, but he comes from the wrestling business. You can say he's a promoter, a wrestler, sports entertainer. He's neither of those things because he hated it, whatever, but he comes from the business, which means right. he understands the art of working. Yeah. He's a carny. If he's right, if he starts working and apologizing, America loves a redemption story. That's true, too. Everybody likes the comeback. There's money in the comeback. Yeah. Yeah. His problem is time's running out. That's also what's feeding this sense of urgency is that he knows time's running out. So if he comes back, Unless he scorch earths Stephanie and Paul, they'll they'll have to eat that shit sandwich because he can't be there forever, and they'll get it back. Yeah, but so what's he I do in the meantime to them? I don't put it past him. Um, the whole thing of people like he's a married man. No, he's not. He's not. He's not. They haven't been married in years. No, technically, I mean, legally, he is. You can't say that. You can't say he's not. Nobody cares about that. Oh, I'm just saying, you. but you can't make the statement it's that more, he's... They're mar- that is the, the perfect example of a marriage of convenience because it'd be harder to get the, the lawyers and accountants involved to split up all the money. Okay. He's Linda's still technically... Legal, he's still legally married. Down in Florida, if I can getting railed by some young Cuban oh, dude. Oh, come on. I just I said probably. And, and maybe a Grow legend. up. Okay. Anyway, here's, here's the real interesting thing that drives, in my opinion, drives this discussion. Mm-hmm. I heard a thing on something, to be specific, in the past week that said the the ratings for Raw are lower than they've ever been. Yeah, it's a terrible show. It's three hours long. It's too damn long, and they can't do anything that's wrestling. It's all sports entertainment bullcrap. Saying that I'm saying to someone who hadn't watched it in over a year. But if you think that's the reason that Vince comes back, I would say you don't understand what's happening here. Oh, yeah, that's not the reason. If he came back, it's not because of low ratings. It's because he's an old guy with a lot of money and he's got the majority shares of the company and he's going to force his way back because, as the reports say, I believe those reports 
I mean, look, I, I'm always skeptical about who reports this stuff, but I believe some of those reports when it's like he says he made a bad choice and he shouldn't have taken the advice that he was given. Like that, that sounds like something he'd say because he's Vince McMahon. We don't know it for a fact, but it sounds like it. I mean, would you agree with that? A hundred percent. Like, there's times when these reporters, let's face Keller, not Keller. I like Wade. Uh, Wade's done some things, but it's minor. The, the you know, the Sean Ross idiots out there and the, the you know, Maeve Deltzer, those folks, you, you take what they say and with a grain of salt. But I kind of believe they're, they're reporting these things. Yeah, he's he's really thinking about it. That's not just smoke blowing right there. hundred percent. But it ain't got to your point. It has nothing to do with the ratings. It's because I don't believe it has anything to do with the ratings. It's got everything to do with this man just wants back in. Um, well, here's what it's about. You want to know? I'm listening. Go ahead. They are. You know who's mad about the TV ratings? The TV companies. You know who's excited about the prospects of the company? The WWE. Why? Mm -hmm. Because the entire Dow Jones over the past 12 months is down. 12 months ago, the WWE stock was trading at $50 a share. Now it's at $70 a share. And that's the one metric, top line, that everybody gives a shit about. So when you say, oh, they're the worst they've ever been, bro, they're the best they've ever been. In terms of the stock, you have to 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 make that statement very clear. They're the the best they've ever been. They're not the best they've ever been in terms of ratings, but a lot goes They're in the ratings. They're not the best they've too. ever been. In 2018, they were higher. But the point I'm making is, is that, yeah, would they like higher TV ratings? 100%. And there's divisions of that company that are probably getting yelled at because it's low. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. There's pressure. That's every company. Yep. But at the top line, the outlook is great. And you have to say that because of that, maybe we don't need Vince back. I mean, what his point would be, he's going to come in and go, TV ratings are down. A smart business person would go back to the shareholders, the other shareholders, and go, yeah, but look at your returns, right? And so the question will be, What's Vince's argument for coming back in? You're going to say, oh, well, the, the boys, the wrestlers like the atmosphere now. Nobody in power gives a single shit about that. I like that the wrestlers like not having to deal with Vince. That's great. I'm a normal <laughs> dude who yeah. would rather my wrestlers be happy when backstage so they come out and give me a good performance. But nobody in charge gives a single shit about that. Am I wrong? No, you, you, this goes back to the it's kind of uh, involved in that standard and standards and practice discussion that we had last time. It, it all boils down to look at the end of the day. This is a publicly traded company. The biggest metric is the stock. 
Um, you can now, argue that. There are that, metrics that feed that stock price. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's what I'm and saying. Those you are can, important. Yeah, I was about to say, you, you can argue that there are metrics that will eventually bring that stock down. But to the point you're making, the, the, the actual real people in power, they don't give two shits about the talent that's happy Vince isn't there and they can have more meaningful discussions with Paul uh, Levesque, Triple H about, you know, booking and direction or even Stephanie or whoever. So, so let me let me ask you this. Yeah, I mean, you're so on to something with that. Let me pull this thread a little bit longer. So what's Vince's end back in other than I just want to be back in? God damn it. I mean, what's his what's his reason? You know, and and furthermore, it would be. If you're the main shareholder, we just made you a bunch more money. So shut the fuck up and go sit down. And that's and not that's not money. how he thinks. That's not how he's going to think. When you say what, I, what what's I Vince's? Know, we both know. He's going to wake up Christmas morning while everybody's at the house opening their presents, looking for the soft spot in Stephanie and, and Paul's back that he can get that knife in. Oh, boy, Willie. But the point is, what you want once you're out and your pathway back, what's your path back in? What's your argument? Oh, okay. So you're asking. You're. That, I'm glad you clarified because you're saying what's his argument to the path back in. Um, yeah. His argument doesn't. He'll he'll say something from a politically correct standpoint, from a shareholder standpoint. He'll come up with some bull crap because that's what business folks do. As far as a business reason why he should be able to come back in, I don't know what he'll concoct. But the reality of it is, his reason is going to be not even a reason. The reason the reason he will do it internally is I got the power. I'm Vince McMahon. I get what I want and I'm going to do what I want to do. That's his internal reason. He'll come up. I couldn't even look. I don't think like him. So I couldn't even come up with the bull crap that he's going to like come up and regurgitate out of his mouth. The log of crap that he's going to dress up as a freaking prom queen to to make it seem all glitz and glamour as to why he deserve or or why they need that's the thing a carney makes it seem makes you think Only why I they need yeah he, as a carney he'll come with a, come up with a reason to sell to be the reason why this is why you need me but internally internally it ain't got nothing to do with that it's i'm a powerful rich guy i want what i want cuz i'm used to getting what i want that's it that's exactly it Okay. And he, yeah. So we'll we will continue to cover this event throughout 2023, <laughs> and keep you posted on what we think. All right. Um. Let's let me get the video version going. Look at these two dick dancers coming down the aisle. Hey, well, don't you wait a second? Let me let me get oh, the video. Oh, there it is. Okay, it. it started. I know you can, but the patrons can't. All right. Um, so uh, we okay. are. Uh, it's t- <laughs> okay. Uh, August third, nineteen ninety one. Uh, we see uh, the young pistols coming down the aisle. Is and what did you call them just now, Doc? A couple of dick dancers. Dick dancers, right? Okay, very good. This show was taped July 9th, nineteen ninety one, in Tallahassee, Florida, at the Leon County Civic Center. Uh, this, I believe, is the second half of what we talked about last week. Uh, during the introduction, Paul Lee tells us he's going to get everything straightened out with the friction uh, between Johnny B. Bad and Steve Austin that we. Uh, saw last week starting to begin and then we head directly to the ring for ron simmons versus jim boss uh doc 
Simmons comes to the ring with his Florida State jersey on and the fans cheer and love Simmons. I mean, we are uh, in Tallahassee, so no surprise there, right? And JR says he wants to, he, being Ron Simmons, wants to be the next heavyweight champion of the world. The fans are doing the tomahawk chop and the chant. Uh, They are chanting FSU. (laughs) Uh, Paulie says, oh, is that what they're saying, JR? I thought we were going to have to do some editing. Like, I guess he thought he was insinuating they were saying FU, but no, they're saying FSU. Doc, uh, let's uh, go to you. What do you have from Simmons versus Boss here in this opening five-star Mac Classic? Well, he is wearing his jersey out there, which is odd. Um, Covering up the goods. Tomahawk chalk is the tomahawk chop. Is that okay? It wasn't ninety one. Is it today? I I think the Chiefs fans still do it though, and I may be wrong. I don't watch a lot of Chiefs games, but I mean, I I think I still hear them going. Oh, you what about know. FSU? Oh, I think they still. Fritz will answer that for us. I think they still do it. I guess it is, man. I mean, okay. Here's the thing, bro. Like, you can. You can change a team's name, like the Washington football teams, now the Commanders, even if the Seminoles became another team or the Braves or any team changes their name. Like, you can't change 50,000 people. Like, if they want to do that in the stands or like they're you doing can cancel here LeBron, everybody, dude. No, you can't. Not a whole crowd. Not you're going to do one by one through a 60,000 seat football stadium. Get out of here. So I, when you say, is it okay to do, I, I can't answer that. Okay. We'll let everybody. I got a lot of things in me. Indian ain't one of them. Or I'm sorry, um, Native American. Uh, what do you call it now? Indigenous persons, right? First peoples. First peoples. It's not an indigenous person anymore? I don't know. Okay. We're, we're speaking com- out of turn completely here. <laughs> All right. Uh, Doc, any other thoughts on Ron Simmons here roughing up old Jim Boss? They're starting to present him as a serious threat to the uh, world championship picture. i tell you what, he's lots of cheers, and I think it was smart for him to wear that Florida State football jersey out there. Oh, yeah. Because, um, see, not only is the live crowd enjoying it, but I think to the millions of people watching at home, they see that and they see the people react to him. And while they don't have the emotional investment for Florida State, most folks are like, oh, this guy's over, man. I need to get behind him. And they're going to get behind him. And you are going to get behind him. Uh, Simmons with a spine buster and wins. And uh, that is how that one ends. Uh, Doc, any other thoughts before we go to Ron Simmons cutting a promo here? Because I think it's pretty good. No, let's Nothing? hit it. All right, here we go. Ron Simmons and uh, JR. Here in Tallahassee, Florida, at Florida State University, where this man was a four-time football All-American. On August 25th in Atlanta Zombie, he has the opportunity to become the heavyweight champion of the world. Just like the people here are number one in the country. That's what makes you an All-American. That's what made this school great like it is today. Old part of them is the reason Ron Simmons is where he is today. And another reason is when you figure out how come people die to get into this country? One reason being is that it is the greatest country in the world and it allows you to be anything you want to be. They said when Ron Simmons came to Florida State, I wouldn't be anything, that this school wasn't worth going to. Well, look at it now. The number one school in the country. 
Ron Simmons became a four-time All-American. They said when I got into wrestling that I wouldn't be anything. But I was a Florida heavyweight champion. I was one half of the world tag team champion. And I'm currently ranked number four in the world. And my Super Bowl, my Orange Bowl, is coming up August 25th in the Omni in Atlanta. And I can assure you, if Ron Simmons fails, it won't be because he didn't try. And these people can witness all the blood, sweat, and tears that I put into this jersey right here that made me who I am. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the showdown, August 25th in the Omni, and we'll be right back. Uh, he said a couple things there, but he definitely sounds like world championship material, world title material. He's already been a world tag champion. He talks about being a Florida champion. He's selling himself. Look, I've held multiple titles. I'm going for this thing, and ain't nobody going to stop me. What are your thoughts, Doc? Well, I believe Fritz is an FSU guy, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So he just like, he just picks whatever he wants from around the country. Is that correct? <laughs> He's an FSU fan. He's a Boston Celtics fan. He's a Commanders fan. Um, I uh, don't know who he likes baseball wise. So I I don't know. I don't know if he's a Red Sox fan or not. So, yeah, I know people like that though. I told you I, there's a guy I used to work with. He was a he's from. He was born and raised in Waxahachie. He is a Cowboys fan. But he's a Lakers fan. Those nothing, nothing gets me more hot. You want to talk about getting worked? So people are probably people are always on you, probably about me being a Cowboys fan, thinking I'm probably a Lakers fan. How do I feel about the Lakers? You hate him. Look, man, you can say a lot of stuff about Doc. He is from Dallas, and he loves Dallas teams. He loves the Cowboys more than any of them. But he is behind. Dallas teams. He doesn't go float off and go, oh, I'm a Boston Red Sox guy or I'm a Boston Celtics guy or I'm a, you know, a Lakers fan. He ain't, he ain't, Doc ain't chasing titles for popular teams. He is committed to his team. So y'all can see a lot about him, but he is, he is to his core for the teams in his area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the, the teams that I root for that are not from my area, my area doesn't have. And that would be um, the Stars. I'm a Fairweather fan during the playoffs, obviously. I don't watch it during the regular season. Or the Rangers, again, during the playoffs because I ain't got time to be watching. Let's be clear, the Texas Rangers, not the New York Yeah, Rangers. Texas Rangers. I'm glad you said that. So, But my my city didn't have those teams. So, um, you know. You got to do something, man. Yeah. And I've lived here now almost 20 years. So, it's it's like it starts getting part of your life at that point. Anyway. So, but yeah, he's a he's a fan of uh, many many teams from around the country. Yeah, so I think Ron's good there. Yeah, Ron was good. Ron was good. Uh, next matchup is the one man gang with Kevin Sullivan and uh, Black Bud versus Jim Manning. Well, Black Bud's out there. Let me say that it's not a tag team. It's just gang Sullivan and Black Bud are on the outside uh, versus Jim Manning. There's a pitcher and pitcher from Elegante at the mm. beginning of this bullshit that is um, rather oh. just Ugh. so pathetic. <laughs> Hey, can I, you I need go, to hear it. I need to hear it. Well, before that, can you go to uh-huh. 958? Okay, yeah, since I'm going backwards. Hold on. This right, shit right looks like Kevin Dunn's producing it. Look at the shake camera here. Yeah, I'll be there's, there's nothing that makes me. I like. I get bored. I can watch boring wrestling for a while, but I can't handle that fucking shake camera they do. I can't either. It, it's overproduced. It makes me, um, it may, literally makes me nauseous. 
Yeah, they're shaking it here while Sullivan's head's in the camera, and it gets it's worse. Just very, it gets worse. It's terrible. They start shaking it. I Patrons can see it. Tinyurl.com/slash/PatreonBTT. Listen to that. Here we go. Uh, Whoa! Uh, look out! I'm I'm struggling. I can't. I'm I'm. Oh, now I'm going to throw up. It makes me dizzy. I, I I've had vertigo in the past, and that type of stuff just can trigger vertigo for me again. I, me too. I, I hate me stuff too. like that. I, I no no. It's the dumbest thing. I don't know why it's done. Okay, so I do. It was to cover up the shitty, sloppy work that the WWE guys were doing. Gotcha. Elegante's pitcher and pitcher during the gang match versus Jim Manning. Here it is. Gang in the army, you win, I go home. I win, I cut your hair. Boogie, nothing about that makes me want to see the gang lose to this dude at the Omni. Mm -mm. Not even Sullivan saying, we're going to put you in a pine box, Elegante, and send you home. that, That doesn't even do it for me. I can't, bro. This 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 dude is just I can't, bro. It's terrible. And and that's my notes. Gang wins, he hits a 747. I don't I don't yep. know what else to say about this. Did you have anything else? Nope. Yeah, it's this is bad. It's bad. All right. Um they kind of pile on this Jim Manning guy. They cut his hair. Uh there's a one nine hundred WCW hotline commercial. Uh it's a there's new also number. another commercial I want to talk about. Please tell me. Is it the squirt well, one? Thanks for giving it away, dumbass. Well, they don't know what we're talking about, so please tell them. It's Harper's favorite drink. I don't know if I'd call it that, but oh, I'm trying to get to it. I don't have the exact timestamp. I think fifteen fifty two. Fifteen fifty two. Okay, here it is. Because um, it was, it was. Uh, I didn't write down exactly when it aired, but here it is. So it's a guy running through the neighborhood in like the middle of the summer, and then uh, there's a bucket of squirt, a can <laughs> squirt. On. A bucket of squirt. Wow, that didn't come off right, right? Come on. And it's sitting in the... Give your thirst a squirt. Yuck. Dude, do you see the product placement here? Not only is it squirt, but it's followed by Alka-Seltzer Fast Relief. And before that, it was Starburst talking about being juicy. Yeah. I can't, man. I can't. <laughs> right. From Juicy Squirt Relief. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, we come back from commercial, and it is Steve Austin and Lady Blossom, and they're about to be interviewed by Paul Lee. Um, I don't know if we want to call this the danger zone or not, but um, maybe it's that not. But anyway, let's go to Austin and Lady Blossom with Paul Lee. Also, I'm back here in the media room at the Tallahassee Civic Center. I'm standing here with Lady Blossom and her client, the world's television champion, stunning Steve Austin. And, sir, I saw a couple weeks ago Johnny B. Bad coming out here. And I don't think you have to worry about Johnny B. Bad. What I think that should be on your mind, sir, right now is beautiful Bobby breathing down your neck, is all the contenders that are coming after you because you are, as the world's television champion, the best wrestler on television today. Well, you were there, Paulie. When I first came into this organization, I said I was going to be the world television champion. That's exactly what I did. I took the belt from Bobby Eaton. And I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Bobby Eaton is one of the finest in the world today. And I'm thinking about... What are you doing? Well, well, I was just looking at my new earrings, my brand new earrings. Your brand new earrings? Well, where'd you get them? Well, Johnny B. gave them to me. Johnny B. Bad gave you these earrings? Yes, he he gave me those earrings. Well, don't I buy you nice things? 
I, they were just so cute. I mean, I couldn't help it. They don't, were so don't I buy you nice clothes? Yes, you do. I, hey, I just hey, listen, said... I am the world television champion. If anybody's going to buy anybody anything, I'll buy you something. You don't need these. You don't need those. If anybody's going to buy you something, I'll buy it for you. I'm the world TV champion, and we'll do things my way or not at all. Thanks for coming. Uh, well, from the media room, <laughs> stunning Steve, not too happy with Johnny B. Bad. Let's go back to the ring. Paulie's funny, man. <laughs> uh, Paulie's funny. Uh, Doc, what do you think about that? Leave it, leave it to a broad to not be happy about what her man's given her. Hmm. It's a little awkward to watch when you hear stories about Austin, you know, not being so kind to his ladies. I don't care. I thought it was great. You kind of watch. Well, I know, but when you watch that on, on like, when you watch that promo, it kind of makes you think about the alleged stories you've heard in real life. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Now, as I say that, that was phenomenal. Like he's, you know, talking about different stuff and then he gets kind of distracted yeah. by his woman who's got the earrings and she's like, where'd you get that from? And she's like, oh, Johnny, you know, Johnny B. Bad gave him to me. What's her interest? Yeah. And then you hear it, but you hear it's crazy. Like you kind of. It would have got creepy for me if he had said, when were you hanging out with him? Do you. That would have been. Yeah. You kind of hear the stone cold in his voice, though, right? That's right. That's what's amazing. You don't hear it, but you hear it. It's like, it's oh, okay, it's there. You know, it just hasn't. It just hasn't blossomed yet. No, you know, lady no pun blossom. intended to lady blossom. But yeah, all right. Well, we'll keep moving, and we'll go to the next match. I thought Austin was good there, but we got Bobby Eaton versus Bob Cook, who just took a hell of a bump as we're watching on the video version. Uh, Bobby Eaton. That was I had that timestamp actually at the twenty-one minute mark. He throws an impressive right hand. Uh, here it comes. Cook hits him, and then Eaton tees off back. And uh, nice bump. Very, very nice bump. Love I it. got a couple of timestamps, too, because it looks like Eaton is more heelish in this match. 2024. 2024. Okay, so I went. i got to go back some then. Uh, this thing is messed up. Here it is. Okay, it'll get to it. Okay, twenty. We're we're almost there. What are we looking for here? Heelish moves. Oh yeah, <laughs> pulls the rep out the way. You gotta be a patron to know what we're talking about. Yeah, that was good. He pulled the ref out the way, and then what he did to the heel. And then twenty-two oh, forty-five. All right. So we're at twenty-two forty. Bobby's going to the outside. He's got Cook. Rams him up against the barricade. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a heel move. Then again, I can think of the baby faces that I've seen do that too over the but years. But are we are we are we about to have a heel Bobby? I don't know. No, we I don't think so. Okay. I don't remember him being a heel Bobby. I I definitely remember him being baby face Bobby. Okay. Uh not white meat baby face, but baby face enough for sure. Uh, any other timestamps? Mm, no. no. All right. So we get here to the finish. Bobby's got Cook on the second rope, um, side suplex off the second rope, and then a body slam or swinging neck breaker, then a body slam, and then Bobby goes up for his just absolutely beautiful Bobby Eaton 
Alabama Jam. Mm-hmm. I I I know Bobby had seemed like some back problems, but I'm surprised they weren't worse than what they would have been when he was still alive because this move is always just so impressive to me. Cause he kind of like levitates there. It's it's hard to explain, man. It's really hard. But people listen and know exactly what he does, and you can see it on Patreon, tinyurl.com says Patreon BTT. All right, Doc, we go from that to a uh, WCW top 10 segment. And Elegante is still too high at number six. I mean, the Diamond Stud is at seven. Johnny B. Bad's at eight. Dustin Rhodes is nine. Beautiful Bobby's 10. You mean to tell me Beautiful Bobby Eaton is 10 and Elegante is six? Elegante does not deserve to be on that list. Now, Barry Windham's one. Nikita's two. Sting three. Ron Simmons four. Stunning Steve is five. And of course, Luger's the champion. But uh, um, these top 10s with Elegante being that high, uh, they're not going to work for me, brother. You know what I'm saying? You can never be too high unless you're the El Gigante in the top 10. How do you feel about top 10s in general and rankings and wrestling like this? I told like, you outside- this either last week or a couple of weeks ago. I spent, I spent the cumulative amount of hours pouring through the top 10 list in PWIs. I'm I, look at the, I look every, every, uh, Every Sunday in the fall, about one o'clock central, I look at the uh, college football ratings and I look at like the teams who also got boats beyond the top 25. Let me clarify. I didn't mean in terms of the PWI because we both agreed PWI top 10s. We live for them from the territory. Like we wanted to see who was ranked where in the territory. But that was a monthly thing. I'm talking more of this weekly bull crap where WCW is doing it. Well, I think they're they're under the impression that maybe not everybody's watching every week, and so it's like a thing. It, it doesn't change enough to be weekly, but I get what they're doing. I don't hate okay. it. Okay. All right, fair enough. I just figured I'd ask. All right, well, we go to the WCW Control Center. Gordon Soley talks about the U.S. title tournament, and he talks about the entrance in the tournament, and we see a replay of Luger versus Wyndham for the world title at the last pay-per-view. Uh, then we go to another replay of Luger racing Hughes after Luger won the title. Uh, Gordon wraps up the segment and throws to the next match. Uh, kind of a lot of replays here and nothing really new because we heard about the U.S. title, heavyweight title tournament last week. So that's that. Doc, any thoughts on this segment? No, I didn't have any notes. It was a, it was basically a recap. All right. So from there, we go to a, a pretty big match. The Young Pistols versus the Enforcers. This is the second match in the WCW World Tag Title Tournament. So you got to bear with us here during this uh era and time period in july and august uh and beyond we've got a u.s heavyweight title tournament for luger's vacant u.s title but we also have the wcw world tag title tournament happening at the same time um i used to give uh, wcw and the nwa a little bit of i hated how they always seem to have tournaments in this in this instance i actually don't blame kind of how we've gotten here we got to all these tournaments because one they were kind of booked into a corner because of Jim Hurt's stupidity with Flair leaving. Thus, Luger won the world title, so he's got to give up the U.S. title. And then with the world tag titles, one of the Steiners was hurt. So, you know, what can you do there? That's not Hurt's fault. It just happens. So we're now in a WCW world tag title tournament as well. This, Doc, is a very much classic tag team match between four of like people don't get that Steve Armstrong is this good. So, I mean, our listeners do, but 
you know, fans of old may not have realized it. These are four supremely talented professional wrestlers in here having an old school match. Get the leg worked over, you know, heels cut the ring off. This is perfection. You know, I, I love this. What did what did you have from this? I had a note that said this is pro wrestling. It really is. You got baby faces, classic baby faces, and you got classic heels. And you got what you would probably turn back then as some of the not old timers because well, Larry's not young and Arn isn't young either. I can help you here. Zabisco is 39. Yeah. Arn is 32. And looks 42. Tracy's 28. That's what I'm saying. So Tracy's Steve only is four like years. 25 or 26. So Tracy's only four years younger than Arn. The prop, the thing is, Arn was on TBS for for much longer, so he seems like he's been around a right million here, right years here. more. I've always liked this stamp? move. Right here. Oh, the body slam, and then the the feet to the head. The, the feet to the eye. That that's Eyes. always been a favorite. I had a time stamp there, but we were there. That's a good. That's a that it is a good heel move. But this is a classic ta- tag match. I mean, Tracy gets his leg worked <laughs> over. Um. I wish the finish was better, but I ain't complaining. I, that's my whole thing is I don't know about that finish. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you have any other timestamps in the middle of this? No other timestamps. I thought they did a, a really, you know, I I really noticed how good Arn and, and Zabisco are. Because I haven't seen a lot of their matches at all. They're dark, phenomenal. Dark period. They're really good. Zabisco's really underrated He's vocal, so when he gets a headlock put on, he's making a noise, even though you can't see his face. And so, um, I don't know if you know this, but he wrestled Bruno once. <laughs> Talk about Bruno. Talk about GYD. Um, uh, so, you know, I think it's a good to appreciate some of what he's bringing to the table. We have another excellent tag team in this stable. And these four guys really got after it. Oh, they got after it. It's again, it's a classic tag match. It's work a body part. Like at first, Tracy was getting his arm worked over, and Arn did great there. But the baby faces got kind of their spots at the beginning. Arn works the arm. Tracy eventually gets his leg worked over. It's just this is classic pro wrestling at its best. Um, and, and the thing is, you know, we're in '91 when you some people don't expect that like or people that are older or old like us you'd be like why really they were doing that in 91 yeah man like rick flair is gone but they're say it a lot there's gonna be still a lot of talent here i ain't saying that tracy smothers and steve armstrong are rick flair level nor am i saying larry zabisco is but these are four guys who are each in their you know teams they're formidable like i don't look at them and go oh this is bull crap they they shouldn't be winning this title i believe at this point the young pistols are world title world tag title uh, eligible like they, they are good enough for that spot would you agree doc yes and arn and larry definitely are so anyway um the finish again i this is the part where i think we're both like i wish it was better um, yeah. so it kind of happens super quick. I'm gonna go back here. Um, as I said, Tracy was getting his leg worked over pretty bad. Like they, they, they got on him and his leg 
And Arn is tagged in by Zabisco. And Arn is cranking back on Tracy's leg. And the referee just called for a stoppage. Um, and they kind of make it look like Tracy wasn't going to give up, which is good. I actually, now that I think about it, because he looks heroic and not wanting to give up. Right. But Tracy, so Tracy looks strong, but then Steve is, you know, comes in and pushes Arn off. So I guess you can call it kind of a weaker finish, but now that I think about it, I guess it's fine. It showed how strong Tracy was. Well, is it that the ref stopped it or did Steve kind of metaphorically throw in the towel to save his partner? I, I, it to me it looked like Nick Patrick was like, okay, I've seen enough. This this man's leg is going to get injured. Okay. But I see why you're saying that because Steve did run in and kind of yank Arn off. So there's something to that. I mean, in a sense, it sets up Zabisco and Arn as being badasses. But uh, you know, there's also something to be said about getting that one, two, three. True, but it to the point. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it more, it also, to me, it keeps Steve and Tracy looking strong because they never gave up and they weren't pinned. Let's keep them strong so we can do nothing with them. I know that's the worst part. Um, they were misused, kind of like another team almost that was misused. Remember the the uh, Samoans here? Mm, are they still with the promotion? <laughs> no. Where's the royal family? Uh, I think they're still around. Actually, I think okay. I think both of those guys are still around. Okay. But you know, just misusing God, those guys completely misused. Keeping the show moving, Johnny B. Bad is taking on Dave Taylor. This is not Squire Dave Taylor from. Yeah, late, I, I got years. excited at first when I looked at this, <laughs> and I was like, "No, that's not." Him. Yeah, it's not Dave Taylor that you're thinking of. Uh, Johnny B. Bad, uh, this one doesn't last too long. He's going to knock out Taylor. Uh, maybe under two minutes with the uh, left hand that he throws, big left hand, and uh, Johnny wins, and that's that. Doc, uh, you got anything else from this one? Quick match. No, man. not really. I mean, it was quick. Yeah, they they got this done quick, man. Anyway, all right. So on that note, we are almost actually – it's only an hour episode, the the actual content here uh, for that we're reviewing. It was only one hour with commercials. So the last thing – so that gets – <laughs> The last thing we're going to see is uh, Johnny B. Bad and Teddy Long cutting a promo. And then good old stunning Steve Austin shows up in. I love this. Let's go to it now. And Theodore Long make their way up here to have a few words with us. We don't have a great deal of time left. But don't miss a great main event tomorrow right here on TBS. It'll be Eaton and Morton. And early in the program, uh, Theodore. Uh, interesting comments were made by Stunning Steve about Johnny B. Bad. Well, let me say something, Jim Ross. Everybody talking about what up with the beautiful Johnny B. Bad. Well, Stunning Steve Austin has to understand one thing, that Johnny B. Bad is a fashion plate of world championship wrestling, and he admires beautiful... He's right behind you. I guess he can hear it from, the, it from himself here. Now listen up, buddy. I don't think you need to be buying blossom, any earrings, any other jewelry, or any dresses. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I don't want you buying her anything. If anybody's going to buy her something... It'll be me. Stunner, I just want to go shopping with him. Well, that sounds like he made it pretty clear. He doesn't, he must, apparently a little, a little jealousy. He got all puffy at me, Teddy. He's almost the prettiest thing when he gets mad. Oh, hey, Johnny. Oh, hey. 
worry about Sunny Steve, Lady Blossom. Everybody worry about the fashion plate of World Championship Wrestling, the man with the left hook, the tutti fruity, the beautiful Johnny B. Bang. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you tomorrow night on the main event. Bruh, I love Johnny B. Bad. Love him. I love him, Doc. Please tell me you like this. I was a little surprised it didn't escalate a little more. Like, Austin left. He was kind of like, I'm going to come in and say what I'm going to say and then leave. (laughs) I mean... Couldn't you see yourself saying that to somebody if you had to? If you're if you're Austin, well, that's what he did. I'm I'm not following you. He did see. He did do that. Right, but couldn't you see yourself in real life at one point? Not now that you're old and married, but um, yeah, I, I think it was realistic from that point. Sure. And was Johnny B. Bad hitting on Stone Cold? He did say he's almost as pretty as me when he gets mm-hmm. mad. So I don't I don't know if that was what they were trying to portray. I think I think Johnny B. Bad's just out there doing every like skit and thing that Dusty Rhodes is telling them to do here. But I do think that when you're trying to make this dude look like a hated heel in the South and you're portraying him as a black man that's gay, and he's talking to this dude who I mean, I know they build Austin from California, but he sounds like a Texan. I mean, come on. It's like, you know, give me a break. You got a gay man who's now hitting on the, you know, this this blonde hair, because he's still got hair now, uh, white guy in the South, and he's a gay black man hitting on this guy's wife. Like, that's that's like nuclear heat to me. People at home are sitting there going, now, see, he ain't really gay. He's trying to get in her britches. I don't know, man. I don't think people. I, I, I don't think so. Okay. I think. I think during this era, you you still could lather up people without them turning the channel. So I think. I think that Johnny B. Bad is lathering up the country folks and the Southerners. Which again, I'm a Southerner, so I'm talking about uh, talking about the Southern folks. I'm I'm from the Deep South. I think Johnny B. Bad is lathering up the Southern folks. He's hitting on this dude who's got a very attractive wife. And he's messing with the wife, and they're like, "How dare this? You know what? I, I mean, we can't oh, have this. We can't have a, a boy like this on TV. We can't have a boy like this on TV doing that. I mean, that's a that's a beautiful white woman. He needs to go it on. He fuck around and find out on me. I'm gonna show him something. I'm gonna pull my it's, pistol. It's I'm gonna bring a, my pistol to the match next time. I'm gonna shoot a, this son bitch. It's immoral." And it ought to be illegal. Hey, it's immoral. Let, let me tell you something. You see what this guy's doing here, this Johnny B. Bad fella? It is immoral. Immoral. Not immoral. It is immoral and illegal. You can't do that in these parts. You do stuff like that in these parts, Doc. Let me tell you something. You get your ass shot. I'm telling you. That's what the Southerners were saying about Johnny B. Bad back then. Okay. And he may have been hitting on him. He's almost as pretty as me when he gets mad. Did you see him? He's almost as pretty as me. I love Johnny B. Bad. Um, good stuff. And that's how the show ends up. And JR, yeah. 
threw us off air and uh so it was a quick one so you know the drill by now before we get out of here we need to rate it and hand out some rolexes i got a feeling it's going to be some a pluses here uh before we rate it and hand out some rolexes if you want to watch as we watch when we do these reviews just go to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt you get access to not only the audio version of uh, or all of our clashes and pay-per-views but you can see the video versions of the regular shows we do in the wcw saturday night reviews like we're doing here if you're uh signing up now you're watching johnny b bad smiling and looking very happy to the camera because that's where i paused it on the video that we're watching again tinyurl.com slash patreon btt it is the best way to support this show and to put some mu- funds back into the show that way we can keep the show rolling and all that good stuff tinyurl.com slash patreon btt all right, Doc, we got to rate it and hand out some Rolexes. You said A+. plus. Were you kidding? No. I mean, yes. <laughs> no, you weren't. He's <laughs> just shoot, brother. Let me tell you Bru- something about Doc. He's shooting, brother. <laughs> I mean, an I only plus. agree with about 43% of what he got to say, but sometimes he's telling 100% of the truth. <laughs> Hey, look, man, look, I've been wanting Mike to bring me on the show for a long time. And let me tell you something. I don't know about this Doc fella. He seems like a piece of shit, to be honest with you. He's a Texan, but he ain't from the South like I'm thinking. There's some bitches out there, all right? But what? let me tell you, 99, I'm sorry. Now, I can't give him that much credit. 90% of the time, that Texas asshole actually says intelligent shit as it pertains to wrestling. Now, all the other stuff, he going to make me whoop him when I meet him. I'll put a bullet in his ass, all right? I ain't too sure he ain't from California. He seems like one of them California guys. I bet he's, hey, Mike, does he have blonde hair and blue eyes like them little, you know, when you move your hand side to side like them California guys do, like the Johnny B. Bad fella, do you like him? No, sir, he's a straight fella. All right, well, I'm just saying. But 90% of the shit he says, I kind of agree with. So what are we going with, Doc? A, A plus what? Oh, gosh, you need to tell Doc something. <laughs> that is the number number one thing I get in the inbox. You tell you know, Doc. Let, let me save everybody a little bit of time. I'm not doing this to make fun of you because nobody knows who you are. I'm just telling you to, so that you can have a better day and not waste your time. Not once has Mike ever told me anything. That's not true. I tell you a lot of stuff. I just don't go, hey, listener XYZ said. Right, right, right. Nothing has ever been communicated directly to me from the inbox. There's a few hundred of them I get, like, you know, a month. I mean, what do you Tell Doc. It would be a full-time job, like telling you everything that's sent to me. And, well, you'd I already be, got one of those. It would be just as good to go find the deepest well in your town and flip <laughs> some pennies into it and see what happens. <laughs> now, as I say that, I do appreciate everybody who reaches out. I just, I just don't have enough time in the day to go tell Doc every message I get for him. Yeah, we're out here living, laughing, and loving. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, an hour with commercials less. I made it through this real quickly last night. I wasn't offended by anything. There, the the tag match was really good. Um, I, I'm gonna say a, a B. Shit, I'm giving this an A. Yeah, what a awesome! Somebody needs to tell Mike. Okay, first off, let me run down why I'm giving it an A. 
Uh, we Ron were just Simmons. Here, you know. Let me tell you, Ron Simmons, he's one of the good ones. I bet you that's why Mike gave oh, this an A. He knows oh, talent oh, when he sees it, all right? Uh, no, seriously. Ron Simmons got in there, cut a nice promo, nice quick match. You know, this is why these hour-long shows work real good. Uh, Steve Austin with Paul E and him, you know, being very heelish towards his lady. Good stuff. Bobby Eaton, good match. Real, you know, real good stuff. The Young Pistols and the Enforcers. Johnny B. Bad in that promo with Austin right there at the end. This is an A. And it was an hour? I got multiple okay. contenders for the Rolex, and I'm going to give mine out right now. It's going to stunning Steve Austin. Okay. Hell yeah. Who are you giving yours to? I really thought about giving it to Zabisco for his efforts in his match, um, but I'm going with Stone Cold for cutting a couple promos. He's stunning right now. Doc, let's see, this is the type of shit I got to tell Mike all the time. You're getting shit wrong again, all right? His name ain't Stone Cold, goddammit. You'd figure you'd know that as a goddamn Texan. The man's name is stunning Steve Austin here. This we is the type of shit that tells me that you ain't no goddamn wrestling historian. So we got Diesel and Razor and Stone Cold in the promotion. That ought to really get you do. Some, that, that ought to get you some uh some emails. Diesel Razor. Um yeah, man. <laughs> Johnny B. Freddy, I'm sorry, we got Mero. We got Mero. Freddie Joe Floyd and Mero. Yeah. Gold Dust too is in the promotion. Gold Dust. Technically, I mean, if we want to be real here, right? That's right, Gold Dust. Yeah, we got we got Gold. Oh, oh we actually we don't have Ron. We got Farouk. Farouk's here. <laughs> Remember when he first came in? He was Farouk Assad when he first came. Mm-hmm. W. My God, that was the worst outfit I've ever seen. <laughs> it was kind of like Jeff Jarrett's Aztec thing. Oh God, it was so terrible. Yeah, so terrible. All right, Doc. Uh, we are gonna wrap this up now. Anything else before I uh, cover a couple things before we get out of here? No, sir. All right, so check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, definitely more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them. Uh, And uh, check out their new show that they're doing called Acid Wash Memories. Uh, Just search Acid Wash Memories uh, on Facebook or wherever you get your podcast from. You'll see it. Uh, real good, like, retro stuff from the 80s and 90s there. And then check out the Bottom Line Cast with Mike Pru and JV. Mike Pru and JV do the ECW show on our Patreon feed. Plus, they do a free show on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin, or Stunning Steve Austin, as he's known now, uh, the Bottom Line Cast. Uh, and uh, don't don't forget, last thing, I hate to sound like Javorski and begging, but become a patron. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. We know your woman didn't give you what you wanted for Christmas. So treat yourself to the gift of our Patreon at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. A great way to support the show, get tons of extra content. There's got to be 400 plus Patreon exclusive shows up now. So lots of stuff available for you to enjoy. Doc, on that note, uh, I think that's going to wrap us up. And um, in real time, we won't talk, at least on this show, for about three weeks. But for now, um, yeah, man, uh, you got anything before we ride off into the sunset? On 2022, even though it's 2023 now? No, nothing. (laughs) Well, hit that tagline. Let's roll, Bubba. Okay, man.